welcome to the Sonic Collective. This is Alan here for the month of February 2021, and it's my turn to pick an album for the guys to review as we mark the halfway point in our round of country music picks. Now, if you're a faithful Sonic Collective listener, you're probably well aware by now that country music isn't exactly in our wheelhouses. And that is despite the fact that most of us live or have lived in Alberta, which is basically the Texas of Canada. I mean, around these parts, it's not uncommon to see grown men unironically wearing cowboy hats. We've, uh, we've also got no shortage of brilliantly talented country music artists from around these parts. I mean, despite not being into country music myself, uh, my favorite country music star is Corb Lund, who happens to be a fellow Albertan. And I highly recommend you check him out, because uh, his stuff's great. However, I did not pick Corb Lund for this round, because I wanted to look a little bit further back into the history of country music to explore the natural evolution of the sound. We had Dolly, then we had Willie, and now we have Dwight. Dwight Yoakam was born in Kentucky in 1956, but grew up in Ohio, where as a youth he was no stranger to music, acting, you know, playing in garage bands and all that stuff. In 1977, Dwight dropped out of college to pursue a career in country music. Unfortunately, he was an artist whose sound was considered broadly unmarketable by the Nashville elite. You see, at the time, the uh, urban cowboy pop music scene was in full effect, and Dwight's particular brand of honky-tonk just didn't really meet the expectation of the tastemakers. But not being one to give up that easily, he made his way down to Los Angeles and continued to perform away from the sort of traditional country music venues, instead playing shows in rock and punk clubs around L.A. He was trying to bring his brand of, quote, new honky-tonk, or, quote, hillbilly music, as he called it, forward into the 1980s. And by playing these unorthodox L.A. scenes, he managed to diversify his audience beyond, you know, the typical country music fans, and his authentic honky-tonk revivalism brought rock audiences that much closer to country music. In 1984, Dwight bankrolled his very first EP, Guitars, Cadillacs, etc., etc., on an indie label. His timing could not have been better. You see, during the time he was toiling away in Los Angeles, a style change in country music was afoot. The whole urban cowboy thing was out, and the neo-traditional music based on classic styles, such as Yoakam's honky-tonk-inspired music, was now in demand. For years, the hillbilly tag was something that country stars had made a concerted effort to ditch. From the country politician sophistication of Chet Atkins and Bill Sherrill productions, through the slick suburbanization of urban cowboy, and then there was this punk upstart tracking manure all through the split-level home that country music had built for itself, reminding listeners of country music's outhouse era. Guitars, Cadillacs, etc., etc. was a breakout hit for Dwight Yoakam, and it caught the attention of Warner Music, who signed him and re-released the album in 1986. That version of the album had an additional four tracks. Guitars, Cadillacs, etc., etc. spawned two hits, Honky Tonk Man, a remake of Don Horton's song from the 50s, and the title track, Guitars, Cadillacs. The stylish video for Honky Tonk Man was actually the first country music video ever played on MTV. What do you know? 
Guitars, Cadillacs, etc., etc., became the first of what would ultimately be three consecutive number one albums on the country charts for Dwight Yoakam, who in 1986 was nominated for no less than two Grammy Awards in association with Guitars, Cadillacs, etc., etc. He also won the Top New Male Vocalist at the 1986 Academy of Country Music Awards. All Music stated that, quote, it was an astonishing debut. Guitars, Cadillacs, etc., etc., changed the face of country music single-handedly and remains one hell of a party record. Nice. So I chose this album not just because it had a major impact on the shape of country music in the 80s, but also because it seemed like a really good pick for us to kind of explore that evolution of the genre throughout the decades. The last two picks were from the 70s, and uh, Dwight Yoakam is squarely in the 1980s. In Dwight's own words, he says, I think it's incumbent upon the individual artist in any given generation to maintain their contact with the traditional forms and the fundamental aspects of any genre. There you go. Rumor has it that Johnny Cash once cited Dwight Yoakam as his favorite country singer. Chris Isaac called him as good as a songwriter as ever put a pen to paper. Time magazine dubbed him a renaissance man, and Vanity Fair declared that Yoakam strides the divide between rock's lust and country's lament. High praise indeed. So what will the Sonic Collective think of Dwight Yoakam's debut album? Well, Tune in at the end of the month for our review episode to find out. And if you're listening along with us, let us know. Thanks for listening and exploring with us. We'll be back real soon with another pick and critique of albums that matter here at the Sonic Collective.